the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So then this gospel describes people who uh, come to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior in terms of progressive expansions, in terms of people groups, and also in terms of levels of unbelief. And I want you to note as we read through these passages that in his graciousness, Jesus is willing to meet people at their level of unbelief. That's great encouragement, isn't it? Welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno on the web at churchofthehighlands.org. If you have your Bible handy, turn to the book of John in the New Testament, the fourth chapter toward the end as Pastor Sheely begins. Lord, we are so thankful for your word, and as we turn our attention to it now, we ask your Holy Spirit to be our teacher, to open our eyes, our ears, our minds, and our hearts to receive the treasure that you have for us from your Holy Word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I'd like to invite you to turn in your Bibles to John, the Gospel of John, chapter 4. We as a church family have been studying the Gospel of John for a number of weeks. The first 18 verses are called the prologue and introduce what the author is going to talk about in the chapters that follow. We were then introduced to the ministry of John the Baptist, who pointed at Jesus and said, Behold the Lamb that takes away the sin of the world. Jesus then chose his first six disciples, performed his first miracle of turning water into wine for the wedding of a poor, unnamed couple in the little village of Cana. And then he went into Jerusalem with his disciples and cleared the temple of those religious con men, confidence men, who were there to rip off those pilgrims that had come to meet and know and worship God. And then in chapter 3, we have a chance to listen to the conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus, which talks about the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. Kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven used interchangeably in the New Testament. And that entrance into that kingdom is not the result of any personal efforts at making yourself acceptable before God, but rather the transformational work of God that is so radical it can only be described as a being born again or a new beginning. It's the passage that also contains the first reference to eternal life. And then we will return briefly to the testimony of John the Baptist who bore witness that Jesus was indeed qualified, in fact the only one qualified to speak of heaven because he was the only one who had come down from heaven. And so he spoke first-hand experience. And then last week we concluded a fascinating two-week study of the conversation between Jesus and the Samaritan woman at the well. Jesus clearly did reveal himself as the Messiah uh, to her. And it was also there to show us that really God does love the whole world. For God so loved the world. Now there were Jews at that time who thought that non-Jews were outside of God's grace. Outside of, they were disqualified from receiving any favor, any any, any, any grace from God. And, and of course Jesus' disciples were were Jewish, and so he wanted to make sure that his disciples understood that this salvation that was sent from God 
was not just for the Jews, but it was for the entire world. Then in this story that we're at today, the latter part of chapter 4, Jesus is approached by a certain royal official. Now, in all likelihood, the person was a Gentile, and if that's the case, then this marks a progression in the ministry of Jesus Christ from the Jew in Jerusalem to the Samaritan to the Gentiles or to the Greeks. And that uh, is in keeping with the pattern that we find in Acts, the book of Acts, the history of the early church. Jesus said, go to the Jews first, then to the Samaritans, then to the uttermost parts of the world. So we introduced to that understanding, that concept here. Now, not only does this gospel describe the ministry of Jesus Christ in terms of um, progressive expansions to various people groups, but it also describes Jesus' expansion to people of various levels of unbelief. This gospel is preeminently the gospel of belief. The author wrote this gospel so that his readers might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And that by believing, they might have life in his name. That is found in chapter 20, verse 31. Uh, The verb pistuo, uh, which is translated believe, uh, appears nearly a hundred times in this gospel. And most often in reference to believing in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And it's through believing in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior that people become the children of God. They obtain eternal life. They avoid judgment They partake in the resurrection life. They uh, possess and enjoy the indwelling of God's Holy Spirit. They are delivered from spiritual darkness, and they are empowered for spiritual service. God commands people to believe in his Son. When the crowds asked of Jesus, what shall we do so that we might work the works of God? Jesus said to them, this is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. Unbelief is a sin that leads to damnation. It's a sin for which people are ultimately sentenced to hell. Now, other sins are forgiven for people who come and repent and believe in Christ. But he who does not believe in Christ has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. At its core, unbelief is rejecting the saving salvation that is provided from God that God told us about in his holy word in Scripture. Unbelief is rejecting Jesus Christ, who is God incarnate and the truth of God. Now, the gospel here reveals to us that there are levels of unbelief. There are several levels. The first level of unbelief is unbelief that's due to a lack of introduction. You know, there are people who are, are familiar with God's word. Uh, they, they, are, uh, they know that God is gracious, that God is sending salvation. Uh, they're looking forward to meeting the Savior, and all they need to do is to be introduced to him. And uh, th- this is the, the shallowest form of unbelief because all it requires is introducing the person to Jesus Christ. An example of this is the very first converts that are mentioned in this gospel, Andrew and the author John, the apostle. You see, they were looking forward to the Messiah, And when John the Baptist uh, pointed at Jesus and said, Behold the Lamb of God, they followed Jesus. They just were looking for an opportunity to be introduced to the Messiah. There's a second level of unbelief, and that's unbelief that's due to ignorance. Uh, This describes people who are less prepared to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior because they're not as familiar with God's Word, and they're not uh, attentive to looking for the Messiah. 
the woman at the Samaritan well would be an example of this level of unbelief. Uh, She wasn't looking for the Messiah. She was there to get some water. But uh, as she had this conversation with Jesus and it was revealed to her that he had supernatural knowledge concerning her sin and her life. And then he made the declaration that he was the Messiah. She put her faith in him and received him as her Lord and Savior, as did many other people in the city of Sychar where she was from. Now there's a third level of unbelief, and that's due to a perceived lack of evidence. This is people who have heard Jesus' claims, but they require proof before they're going to put their faith in Jesus Christ. And so they require some kind of miracle. And Jesus offers miracles as proof that he is indeed who he claims to be. He is indeed the Messiah. Now, not everybody who sees Jesus do a miracle receives Jesus as their Lord and Savior, but some did. Some, like Nicodemus. Remember when Nicodemus came, he said, no one, we know you're from God because no one can do what you do unless they are from God. He was talking about the signs, the miracles that Jesus did. And, and so his acknowledgement of that was what began leading him down a path that ultimately led to his salvation and him becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ. Now, there's also a fourth level of unbelief that's described in this gospel as well. And it's usually found among the extremely religious and self-righteous types. And and it's a a deliberate hard-heartedness. These are people who refuse to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, regardless of any amount of, of evidence. They have chosen to reject Jesus Christ. The Pharisees are an example of those who... Uh, exhibit this level of unbelief. In fact, when they looked at Jesus, they said, this man casts out demons only by Beelzebub, the ruler of demons. What they were deciding was that Jesus was not from God. He was from Satan. He was satanic. And, And this is the most sad and extreme level of unbelief because it never gives way to repentance and it never gives way to salvation. So then this gospel describes people who... Uh, come to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior in terms of progressive expansions. Progressive expansions in terms of people groups and also in terms of levels of unbelief. The first believers, Andrew and John, needed only to be introduced to Jesus. But the Samaritans required a little talk time to identify and resolve their objections. In Galilee, the people had even greater requirements They wanted to see the power of God displayed before they would take their step of faith. And I want you to note as we read through these passages that in his graciousness, Jesus is willing to meet people at their level of unbelief. Bring about belief and then challenge that faith to grow. We're going to see that in today's passage. Now, Jesus has left Judea in the south Heading towards Galilee in the north, he has to go through Samaria. It's in, that, uh, in Samaria that he meets this woman at the well. And uh, we're now at verse 43 in John chapter 4. After the two days, he departed for Galilee. For Jesus himself had testified that a prophet has no honor in his own hometown. So when he came to Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him, having seen all that he had done in Jerusalem at the feast. For they too had gone to the feast. So he came again to Canaan in Galilee, where he made the water wine. And at Capernaum there was an official whose son was ill. 
When this man heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went to him and asked him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. So Jesus said to him, Unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The official said to him, Sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, Go, your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. As he was going down, his servants met him and told him that his son was recovering. So he asked them the hour when he began to get better, and they said to him, Yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. The father knew that that this was the hour when Jesus had said to him, Your son will live. And he himself believed, and all his household. Hmm, well, we'll have to pick up there tomorrow when we come back with another edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands. I'm Mike Trout. Thank you for joining us. Let your friends know that we're on the air at this same time here on this station. Encourage them to listen. And let us know that you've tuned in as well. You can do that when you go to our website at studyversebyverse.com. That's studyversebyverse.com. Details about the church and all the activities happening are on their website at churchofthehighlands.org. That's churchofthehighlands.org. Again, join us tomorrow if you can, when once again Pastor Layton will open the Word of God and we'll study verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.